filibuster freestyle. Watch out for the filibuster. Good gravy. I don't know what I'm going to do next Sunday. Because Westworld Season 1 is over. But the great debate is not. It's your buddy, Gavin. It's the filibuster freestyle. And I got my buddy Andrew Patterson on the line. He has seen all 10 episodes of Westworld Season 1. He's still with us. How you doing, man? I, I am doing well. And actually, uh, before we get into the uh, Westworld discussion, I do want to bring up something I meant to bring up pre-show with you. Oh, great. Let's do it. Let's do it live on the air. We're going to do it live. Um, <laughs> so let's just share with the, with, the, with the audience. I am beyond tired. Oh, okay. So it has not been a great sleep week. Okay. So I feel like this episode of the Filibuster Freestyle, is it, we're going to have to turn this into like the movie Speed. Okay. You know, in speed, if the bus goes below 55 miles per hour, it just blows up. Yeah. I feel like if this if this podcast gets below a certain level of interest, I'm just going to blow up, and the last 15 minutes is going to be literally you filibuster freestyling to a FaceTime of me asleep on my couch. <laughs> wow, that is uh, an extra special fourth wall break by guest yeah. Andrew Patterson. I'm really sorry now that I made you wait an extra 15 minutes before we started the show because I went for a run because I'm jazzed. I'm jazzed. Yeah, um, yeah no, and I, and I think that's a great – I think it will be a great chemistry. I think it's going to carry the show. We've got this. We got this. Well, listen, speaking of people who've got this, thank you for listening. Um, thank you for checking us out on filibusterfreestyle.com. Places listening, number one by far. Speaking of falling asleep, let me go here. Somebody yep. in Ashburn, Virginia, listened to 143 episodes of the Filibuster Freestyle, which is amazing because we've only got 130 episodes, which means they listened to a couple twice. And here's what I think, here's what I think happened. So, yeah. Somebody started listening, God bless you, and they fell asleep. <laughs> and uh, they listened to the entire history of the freestyle. Did they, by, by fell asleep, do you mean like went into a, like a short coma? Because I would feel like all 143 episodes must add up to way more than one night's sleep. I was going to say, it's not quite 143 hours, but it's also not quite half that. It's more than half of that. So Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so for three days, they were out and just listening to the freestyle. Yeah, fantastic. So anyway, thank you for helping us have a great week, listens-wise. Anyway, uh, second place, Denver, Colorado. Third place, Cebu, Philippines. Fourth place, Burwood, East Australia, and then the number five spot, Charlotte, which was probably me listening to my own show, for quality yeah. control purposes, of course. Um, so yeah, anyway, that's an interesting tidbit, and I also want to give it out to Egypt, Peru, and the Dutch part of the island of St. Martin for listening for the, what I believe is the first time ever. Thank you for listening to Freestyle. Wow, they, they break it down, does it say St. Martin, and then it parentheses the Dutch part next it, to it? It literally does. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Literally? Literally says St. Martin, Dutch part. Not the, but Dutch part. Wow. All right. Shout out to, shout out to uh, SoundCloud. Hey, SoundCloud. Thanks for keeping it real and letting me know what side of St. Martin people are listening to me on. I appreciate that. By the way, hey, French side, where are you at? Filibuster Freestyle yeah. in the house. Bring uh, it. Spekenzie Deutsch? No, Spekenzie French. Parlez-vous Francais. Okay. Speaking of parlez-vousing from Francais. Yeah. Episode 10, I think it was... First of all, it was 90 minutes long. Aside from that, my favorite episode of the season. What do you think? Yeah, 100%. Um, we, we've talked about this in a filibuster before. I, I don't really sit for movies. Mm -hmm. So when I saw it was a 90-minute episode, I kind of figured it was going to be like a 70-minute episode. Yeah. And then they just had the 20 minutes before the next one started. 
No. Um, so it was, you know, just short of a probably a pretty close to average movie, and um, I, I was riveted through the whole thing. It, it was well done. Absolutely. All right, let's do this because we're going to try to do this at, at 55 miles per hour or over so Sandra Bullock doesn't crash the bus yeah. with a bomb and, and all that good stuff. Speaking of Sandy B, come on the show, Sandra, please. Or, or Jesse James, her estranged husband who's no longer famous. Come on the show. We'd love to have you. Um, okay, let's go with nominees for who lost the episode. And we don't necessarily have to get into it right away, but, but like we can pick it then, okay? Yeah. Here are my nominees for who lost the episode, okay? We, we can weigh in on each of them. Okay. Uh, board of Trustee member Charlotte Hale, a.k.a. Tessa Thompson, the actress. Yeah. She's a nominee for who lost the episode. Um, honorable mention Logan, who won last week by default that we thought he was going to lose. Yeah. You can- I, might, I, might, I might flip-flop those. I might say the honorable mention goes to um, our board member, and Logan, Logan loses the episode. However, really quickly, third, third, nom- yeah. third nominee, Maeve's Free Will. Uh, no, because, well, here's the thing. Maeve's free will is still very much a question, right? Because when um, Bernard was reading her what she was going to do, yep. didn't it say that she was going to get on the train and then and then he said mainland and she took the tablet from him and broke it, but she got back off the train mm-hmm. into Westworld. Okay. So either he didn't read a very important part of the script you know, because she broke the tab before he could. Right. Or she did gain that free will by getting off the train and going back into Westworld. Okay, see, well put. Well put. Because that was my thing was, I was trying to decide, was that her exhibiting free will or was that her you know, making her own choice that she was supposed to leave, but instead she's coming back most likely to F stuff up and find her daughter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a legitimate question to be had. Okay, good. So, so if, because it's in the balance, and maybe we'll get into Maeve in a bit. Let's take Maeve off the list of who lost the episode. Yes. Okay, especially her free will. Um, yeah. Because I would say that Maeve was definitely unquestionably a winner in the episode, and that she was badass, kicked ass, took names, yeah. and may or may not have exhibited free will at the end of the show. And, and Maeve may uh, in the season one Westworld like overall standings. I it would be my argument for number one. Okay. Good. Good and maybe I don't. I didn't plan on doing that, but that's. Let's see if anybody can surpass Maeve. Let's put Maeve in the in the yes. championship driver's seat. Okay, we'll start it right there. Back to losers of the night, and everybody, listen. If you watch the show and you're listening to this show now, I'm gonna just gonna jump around because Andrew and I are not gonna sequentially cover this, sh- this this episode. Okay. No. Okay. So Charlotte Hale, I say she loses because you know apparently she did she did smuggle Abernathy out with some information to whomever. Yeah. The problem is, is that she wanted Ford to resign and let Lee Daniels make all of the hosts simpler and less dangerous and easier to manage. And for reasons yeah. we'll get into, she is SOL, and those, those robots are about to kill everybody. Yeah. Huge loser. Well, but go ahead. You said she might not be your loser, so give me your take. Well, big time. But, uh, and on that, too, uh, if you remember, the board doesn't really care about... Westworld. It was. It's been made clear that they Westworld's just like they have that, so they can get the technology. Correct. So that's why she doesn't care who's running Westworld. She says it straight up. Um, so now you have this whatever issue work, like you know, defense level technology that you are now stuck in the park with. Yeah, sure. I mean, you can make a great case for that as a loser. However, Logan 
ends the episode, about 30 minutes before the episode ends its entirety, strapped naked <laughs> to a horse yep. and being rode off into the distance. And we're not sure if he ever got off that horse. See, and that's the question I have, right? It, yes. I think the answer, considering that we are now in the future and William is the man in black and Logan has not been brought up once in the quote-unquote present. Yeah. That, one, Logan probably didn't get off of that horse, which means he somehow died in Westworld, which I don't necessarily understand or not. But more importantly than that potential plot hole, what did William do when he, as a young man, left Westworld without his brother-in-law? He's just like, well, I don't know what happens. <laughs> like, isn't that impossible? Yes. Isn't that impossible? Because don't they track human beings in the park? Like, oh, I don't know. All friggin' day? Isn't handsome security guy and his predecessor's job to do that? How does William explain, I don't know what my brother-in-law is. Sorry, I'm still going to marry your sister anyway. What? Yeah, yeah. And everybody's like, and you know what? That's... That's fair. We'll give you every part of the company he already owns. Because it's not suspicious at all that he never came back. It's not suspicious at all. Yeah. It's also not suspicious at all that you never went there and now you're investing very heavily, even though you're an in-law, and you go back like every weekend to kill robots. That's not weird either. So while I agree with you that maybe Logan is the ultimate loser, I think the ultimate loser is they better explain that to us at some point during the next five or six seasons that HBO has bought because that's a really stupid, like, non-sequitur to have Logan just drive William to the edge of being a bad guy and then ride off naked strapped to a horse never to be heard from again. Yeah, that is a, um, that's got to be explained because, I mean, let's, let's, we're going to jump around, right? You you gave the warning, we'll jump around. Jump around. House of pain. Your season ends with the board of Delos and maybe their guests being locked into Westworld with all the employees and thousands of bloodthirsty robots. Or ostensibly hundreds of bloodthirsty robots. Yes. Um, see, this is where my tiredness is going to set this set in. Take me back where I was going with that. All right, so you're saying well, we're talking about they have to address what happened to Logan because... Oh, yes, okay, sorry. So that can't be... This show was so complex in season one mm-hmm. that... That can't be the only the only storyline. Season two can't be Delos employees getting terrorized by robots. Right, right. There's got to be other. There's. It was so complex to go from that complex to that simple would be a tragedy. Yeah, correct. Just because they were able to tie a nice neat bow on what was a very confusing show for the first eight episodes, yeah, does not mean that we need it to be the most simplistic show ever for the next ten episodes. Correct. Right. Okay. So anyway, I think they'll explain that. But for now, I will put... Technically, Charlotte Hale got what she wanted. Technically, she got Abernathy out of the park. And technically, actually, literally, Ford is no longer in charge at Westworld. And I don't want to spoil it, even though everybody knows. Oh, because Dolores shot him in the friggin' face because he wanted it to happen. Yes. And yeah. I mean, and so if we're talking free will, here's who I would take, take Maeve's free will off the table and put Dolores' free will... On the table as a potential loser of the episode. Well, okay, because 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 okay, fine. So, do you do you want to go with your boy Logan as the loser of the episode, or you anybody else who lost? Because no, I mean, I just want to add. I, I think that if we were going to talk about the free will of um, Ace, yeah, I, I might actually talk into putting her her free will mm. as the loser because How? okay, that's clearly what he wanted, and well, she took all those steps to 
you know, become a, become a, become woke, as it were, if we were on Twitter. Yeah. By the end, um, you know, she gets her own voice, like Bernard's voice, transforms into her own, which is consciousness. Yeah. Right. Like she, she's her own inner monologue, but then she's still acting out what he scripted for her. Uh, correct. Now, and that brings me to a very interesting point, which is who won the episode. And yeah. what I wrote down in my, I have three nominees here, but one of my nominees was, would you label Dolores a winner or a loser? And really goes back to your free will question, which is, is that her winning or losing? Um, yeah. Here's so what clearly I vote loser. Okay, so you vote lo- loser. Now, okay, fine. And I, I say she is, I would put her on winner over loser. Yeah. In terms of if I had to put her in one category or the other, because she certainly was able to teach the man in black a thing or two about a thing or two. Yeah. Um, I actually kind of put, I would put him at the loser, except that he was pretty happy he was going to get killed by robots. I was going to say, yeah. I'd put him in the winner because yeah. all he want, all he was searching for for 35 years was for those robots to fight back. Right, okay. And they're fighting back. Good point. Now, before I get into the fact that I think Dr. Ford is the unquestioned winner of the episode and potentially season one, is you got to give Bernard a strong win because Bernard blew his brains out because Dr. Ford wanted him to, and Maeve yeah. brought him back to life. Yes. So Bernard, yeah. you got to give Bernard a strong win. Also, Bernard is probably going to be in charge of the park, which we'll get into in a little bit with some of the questions I have for you, which means Bernard is technically the winner because Bernard is, you know, he's a host running the park for humans to sabotage hosts, but he's probably going to actually sabotage the humans at this point. Yeah. I, I, Bernard, I think, has the most at stake to win or lose in season two. He's someone who could start off season two that if you do have this host versus Dallas employee war that goes on, yep. he's, he's going to unquestionably be a leader next to Maeve and Dolores, you know, but he's also going to have this connection to the, to the human side, which could either end up being something great that works well for the host or could come back and like be the ending of Bernard, you know, Correct. he's the most susceptible to being used again. Long way of getting to that. I think he's the most susceptible to being used again. Yeah, but I say he has the biggest undulation, if you will, or pendulum between winner or loser moving forward. Uh, I think him being back in the mix is a win, though, because he, again, was yeah. out of commission. Um, and then, obviously, I think, I think Dr. Ford is the clear winner of, of the night in that he did everything that he wanted to do. He did everything that everybody else wanted him to do but gave double middle fingers while doing it. And to me... What he was able to do, and you can we can say what we want about Dolores either having or not having free will, yeah. is if Arnold wanted to shut the park down so that humans wouldn't interact with the hosts, Dr. Ford you know, basically says it took him 35 years to figure out that since you couldn't put the host back in the, in the bottle or he didn't want to, he wanted to basically have them train <laughs> for 35 years to a point where they would be able to be, su- yeah. be superior to human beings. So he literally got everything he wanted, and then he, he also did what Arnold tried to do, which is we learned that Arnold created the Wyatt thing within uh, Dolores yeah. to kill all the hosts with Teddy, to then kill yeah. Arnold so Arnold couldn't fix any of them, and he's a human, yeah. he couldn't come back, and then kill herself and kill Teddy, or kill Teddy, kill herself. Yeah. And obviously Ford brought them all back and created a new Arnold, but what Ford basically did was he did it again, but this time Dolores didn't blow her own brains out. 
This time, Dolores and obviously Maeve, probably doing Ford's bidding, have a bunch of setting hosts who are ready to kick some yeah. butt. So again, yeah. I think Ford is the winner of the night. Yeah, uh, I mean, unquestionably. I mean, th- he has the line in the episode, in, and I'm sure I'm going to get it wrong in 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 my uh, you know tired stupor, but something along. They say uh, it takes a great man's mistakes ten, ten years, years. to yep. fix. Mine have taken thirty five. What does that say about me? Correct. Like that level of um, a very uh... answer, but, but 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 it's real. You know, I mean, it's deserved. Like clearly, yeah. I mean, he. Um, yeah, his former partner in his own game. Well, go on. No, I was just gonna say a very, a very Donald Trump esque statement, but he could actually back it up. So yes, right. So he actually, you know, and and hopefully it doesn't take us thirty five years to. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a very. You just went down a very dark and depressing path. Well, as Dr. Ford tells it. Yeah, put the foot back on the gas pedal because I'm about to lie down on my couch. <laughs> All right. Well, here's something that'll get you in a totally different mood. Yeah. This week was the all-time leader for senseless and gratuitous nudity. Um, so many nominees, but Armistice may have won the entire season. Yeah. If it wasn't for her full-body snake tattoo, her full frontal would have been even more full frontal. Oh, my God. HBO yeah. just went full, full metal jacket on that one. Yes. It was a... Um... In an episode filled with it, in a, sim- in a season filled with it, in a show filled with this gratuitous nudity, that is that was the clear the clear winner. That was the gratuitous nudity to end all gratuitous nudity, right? Yeah, and so, I think that's probably going to be something that's going to change in future seasons. Not that we'll like look back on and miss like a couple of pervos, but I think that's going <laughs> to be something that changes because now the hosts are like you know they're alive they're sitting and they they can bring each other back they know how to regenerate each other like correct correct why are they going to be lying around naked they're not going they also aren't going to be on loops that lead them to death every time right yeah so So, here's the thing it brings me to and here's a question i have watching this right yeah to have something at stake so it's not just a slaughter there's going is there like a kill switch or something in westworld like, there's got to be some way that they've designed over the years or whatever that the host just can't be brought back. Because otherwise, you, you're going to have nothing at stake in the second season. Oh, because the, the host can't die either. Because the host can't die, and, and, they can, and they have Bernard who can, like, bring them back. True. Sure. Okay, the- good, good, good question. All right, let's, really quick, though, I want to give Armistice's actual actress a shout-out. Our girl Ingrid Bolsol-Berdow, I believe she's actually given us love in the past on Twitter. Uh, congratulations on winning what is the dubious prize of the night, but it was definitely yeah. she and um, guy I keep calling Hector. I believe the actor's name is Hector, but she okay. she and the, the bearded gentleman who usually has a scar. Um, they definitely brought vengeance upon uh, smarmy pervy. Um, yeah, has coitus with inanimate robots guy and the other poor guy who had to swallow his own thumb. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, it was. That was. It that might be the gratuitous violence of the season as well. Right, but that was a real hardcore four-minute scene. That was Three like a, that was basically like if Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson made a weird music video. That was the video. Yeah. That was the video. Yeah, uh, and, and frankly, it was pretty sweet um, to. 
you know, watch the text kind of get their comeuppance and then realize, like, yeah, dude, this is on. But let's go back to your kill switch thing. Here's the only thing I would say. Go back probably a conversation and a half ago or a point ago, which is Dr. Ford said it took 35 years for you to be ready, which because what he knows is the humans are going to bring it. Like, yeah. it's not like the Delos board is going to, you know, they're screwed. But some human beings are going to go in there and try to, you know, wreak havoc on these hosts. Right. So you can definitely dismember. I would imagine if you took, take, take the head and the leg and put them on different continents, they're not getting back together, yeah. you know. So yeah. I think the humans are about to up their game in season two, which will make it the stakes that you were just talking about. Um, well, and, and here's the thing, because the man in black wants to wants him to fight back. And so he's happy. I mean, they left him alive at the end of the season for a reason. So if, if he knows they can they can fight back, he's got to have something else in his game. I mean, even like people directly in Westworld right now, like I think the Man of Black has something else. The Man of Black has something else to play. He know he knows something else because he smiled right there. Like that was not a terrified. I'm facing down. Oh no no he was psyched. He was psyched. Hosts. That can't be killed. That was like, this is going to be fun. My only question, though, is is he psyched because he thinks it's going to be awesome? Or is he psyched, is he psyched but he's going to get, get killed in about five seconds? I hope he's psyched because he thinks it's going to be awesome. Because, I, I mean, how do you, how do you like, kill, keep him alive at the end of season one only to kill him five seconds into, like, season two? I agree. I think, I think he'll have a role. I mean, he's and he, let down. He will – well, that, and, that, and that's another question that I didn't think of, but, you know – is, is Dolores going to have a tete-a-tete with the man in black and be like, okay, fine, you can still bring people in here, but, you know, it's on? Or are they just going to turn Westworld into their home base and try to, you know, keep out all humans? We're going to find out. Anyway. Yeah. Let me, all right. Mind-blowing clearly was just Dr. Ford getting shot by Dolores and everything that led up to that. It was mind-blowing. Yes. When did you know, did, you're, you know, you admitted this last week, you're not a guy who picks up signs early. Right. Um, did you have any tip-offs before Dolores literally grabbed the gun and started walking towards him when he was speaking, or, or not? Yeah, well, he... Rev- well, it was... Um, well, when did you start picking up that that was what he was going to do? It was, it was do? pretty much right when he started laying it down directly. I didn't have any foreknowledge. Okay. But I think it was before the scene he was he was shot in, because I think there's early in the episode he explains what he's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. So... Because um, it's earlier in the episode, he like he has that talk about. I, I didn't see it coming. It was when he first explicitly stated it that I was like, "Oh, yes." Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you who was surprised. All the guests on the Delos board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were very surprised. Were you? Did you see it coming? Was this a, was this something you were able to predict? No, I mean, my big thing, and I felt like I was pretty right on it, but then it obviously fell apart, was I, I thought the man in black was going to get it from Dolores. And he did. He did get it from Dolores. But, um, you know, not ultimately. Um, yeah. It, but, I, you know, and you correctly called that the, the Dr. Four was basically orchestrating everything that had to do with Maeve, um, yeah. et cetera. So, you know, I thought we got a lot of our calls right, which is nice when you run an, an analysis show like this. Um, yeah. Let me ask you some filibusterfreestyle.com questions of the week uh, about season two or about a couple things from, from, from episode 10 last night that, or the other night. All that, right. All right. Um, and I think I know the answer to this one, but I want your take. Does the board know that Bernard is a host? I, no, I don't think anybody does because Teresa, Teresa found out. And nobody saw him that he had shot himself. 
Um, it was the other host who came upon him and brought him back. Right. Now, the only thing I would say is Felix found him with Maeve, and Felix is human. Remember Felix? Actually, the dumbest moment of the night was when Felix started doing the robot, wondering if he was a host, too, because Bernard was a host. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's right. Like, I forgot about that. You're but right. anyway, I so Felix is the only human who knows Bernard as a host, which means yeah. somebody knows. But I don't think the board knows, which means it really – they're going to turn to Bernard in season two to try to, like, control the hosts. Mm-hmm. Which, like to, you, like, to your point earlier, w- will be very interesting. Um, okay. I just think he's going to be a huge potential double agent type, and it could be very interesting. Um, yeah. And that's what I think is a better way of what I was trying to say earlier – in the episode, whereas we don't know what side he's going to be drawn towards. Even him as a character is going to be drawn more towards the humans having seen Dr. Ford's sacrifice. Yes. Um, or. Well, I think he was kind of against Dr. Ford anyway, though, by the end. I mean, I think, you know, anyway, let me ask you this. Okay. So Maeve got off the train. Maeve came back into Westworld. Um, yeah. Do Maeve and Dolores have beef in season two or are they, are they rolling on the same team? Yeah, and see, this is, I mean, I'm going to... And I know like these are all, you don't know the answers to these, but let's just, you know, give me your takes. Yeah, no, I'm saying, I, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I, there has to be something at stake in season two, okay? Yeah, yeah. And I'm fascinated to find out what it is. I think season one was, was an excellent, excellent show. I, I'm a little concerned at how they wrapped up every storyline and only created one new one moving forward do you know what i mean so like there's so much i think they could go in a lot of directions with what could be at stake right so i think there's a lot of really good directions the show could head in yes so i put a lot of hope that they're going to go in that direction yeah but this show also has a huge potential of falling into a trap of replacing something really complex with just a simplistic storyline. But I'm going to put faith in, in the producers and the writers. Okay. Well, here's why I think you should put faith into it. Because um, while Maeve and Felix and Armistice and the guy I'm calling Hector, even though I think it's his real-life first name and this doesn't yeah. matter, while they were on their way escaping out of Westworld, we opened a door that believed to have an SW emblem and a bunch of samurais in there. Yeah, samurai world, right? Right. So I was going to say, yeah, it sounds like it's probably a sign for samurai world. And, of course, Maeve was like, what the hell are these? Because Maeve's been living in the Wild West world. Yeah. And this is samurai world. And she basically asked, you know, what's up with these samurai? Or what's up with these things? And Felix was like, it's kind of a complicated explanation, essentially. And, yeah. And so to me... If you're worried about there only being one thing at stake or something being overly simplistic, I can think of two things off the bat, which is, one, the humans are going to use the, the, the host samurai to go kill the Westworld samurai, or somehow Bernard is going to hack in the back door of those samurai and form an even bigger army to kill more humans. But either way, that's going to be brand new conflict right there. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I see what you're saying, and I think it's an avenue they could definitely go down. But I can't tell you, I don't think words could express how disappointed I would be if season two of Westworld just turned into Cowboys versus Samurais. <laughs> that, that would be... I'm like, not, I'm not, I'm not saying big, I, don't dis- I don't disagree with you. <laughs> okay. If that was their big reveal for season two and they're just like, guess what, now it's Cowboys versus Samurais. I'd be like, 
God damn it. Samurai World. I'm not supposed to swear on the Philly Monster Freestyle, but God damn it. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I, I'm hoping it's better than what I, what I... See, I'm not a writer for the show. I'm just saying yeah. that at least that was a new element. Okay. The other thing is that Abernathy got out. So whatever happens with Charlotte Hale, whether she makes it or not, Lee Daniels, obviously much to his chagrin, went to the retirement tank and no one was left. All the retirement hot, tired hosts yeah. are now on Team Bad Guys. But there are probably hosts that are still under their control. And there's certainly going to be some kind of fallout with wherever she sent that information. Yes. That's, that's, yeah. that's the great unknown that we, that we clearly will not speculate even remotely correctly on. But that's, right. that's going to potentially be the wrinkle that we don't see coming, that, that, that it, we have some buy-in to see what the hell happened yeah. with that, you know? Well, and, and, it's, and I'm not saying that I, um, there's nothing. I mean, I think there's so many directions the show could go in. And, and, I, and one of the things that was great about Westworld is how complex and how, how layered it was at times. Yeah. Um, you know, the, my one criticism of the show is sometimes I think they go for the, they have twists just for the sake of having twists. You know, like it yeah, was like red herring clear. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, a couple of episodes in that 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 the tie into the Man in Black and William and Logan storyline were on different timelines. Like, I don't know why that had to be a big twist the way they revealed it. There wasn't a lot of drama there. It's my one criticism of the show. Yeah, let me but, let me hit you with my one like what do you, like completely frivolous criticism. Yeah. So Maeve's on the train, right? Yeah. And she's getting ready to leave Westworld, and there's a mother and a little girl who are ostensibly are human beings. Yeah. My question, what kind of sicko takes their little kid to Westworld for vacation? Yes. No, I know. Um, Westworld as a... It ain't Disney World, folks. As, as, a, as a family vacation destination um, is very questionable. The only more questionable choice apparently you could make on that timeline is a family vacation to Samurai World. Um, <laughs> or whatever other... Crazy worlds. I mean, there's a question for you, right? We'll break the fourth wall again. Yeah. There's Westworld. There's Samurai World. What world are you visiting? Not out of those two. Like, there's another like blank worlds. Oh, so if I have to go to a world. Yeah. Well, where are you going? My my, you know, my original thing was going to be well, Jurassic Park because it's a Michael Crichton piece. But no, yeah. I, I hate Jurassic Park. Sorry, everybody. Um, dude, if I could visit Game of Thrones, I would. Yeah. Like if right. Game of Thrones world was a thing, I would definitely roll in a game. Which is, you know, that's sad maybe, but whatever. It's just my it's my answer. No, I mean I think that's a great answer. I, I think that's a fantastic answer. I I because I would war get answer, out, man. Is, I don't I don't know that I have a world. I mean I don't know like and I don't want to sound like, oh, nothing like that appeal like like if you were saying I had to go to a world, like I'm having trouble like the world's like the history I'm interested in. It's not like a cool like go world to go visit. Like I like reading about the Gilded Age. There's not like a Gilded Age amusement park that would be like, oh, I'm uh, gonna go. I, actually, Robert Andrew, they're, they're called Renaissance fairs, and while pathetic, they exist, and you should go, and you should well, do the, it. The Renaissance is the Gilded Age is like the 1880s America when they had all of those like. Well, just, oh yeah, yeah. I don't, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. The Renaissance is a few hundred years earlier. Renaissance, okay, yeah, it would be a weird. Maybe I'd go to, like, King Arthur's Fair, because I've been to one, and it sucks. So why not just, like, see if somebody can do it better? This is a phenomenal tangent on what world do we go to, and being unprepared makes it sound even worse. I would also be down with Back to the Future uh, Part 2 skateboard, hover skateboards, which, by the way, okay. is the present tense, but they never got us those skateboards. So I'm pissed off. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they like, they tell us that there's self-lacing shoes now that just look ridiculous. That was not the part of the fantasy I wanted you to have invented by now. Correct. Like, I didn't watch Back to the Future Part Two for, for like, self-lacing I shoes. self-lacing shoes. Yeah. I wanted a hoverboard that flew like that. Yeah, and a flying car, which, by the way, would be incredibly dangerous considering how bad humans drive on ground. But whatever. Yeah. Um. All right. Another thing. A couple, couple observations on the way out here. Just a couple other questions I had. Okay. Um, I kind of feel like Ford at the end was basically like, I'm not a monster, goodbye and good luck. Like, this, this world is now yours. Do you agree or you still think he was a madman? Um, no, I mean, like, I'm a sucker for a redemption story. Like, you referred to the hosts as team bad guy earlier. I'm not convinced the hosts are team bad guy. I agree with that. I agree with that. Team good guy. But clearly, like, Dr. Ford knew a lot about the host and, and where they were at and had all that Arnold information 35 years ago and still insisted on keeping the park open. So um, he well, was you got to feed the beast, you know? <laughs> right. And and I love watching redemption stories. So yeah, I'm a sucker for those. So, yeah, Dr. Ford, I mean, he was probably a bad guy for a long time, but that hit twist at the end totally, in the words of Lloyd Christmas, or no, it was not Lloyd Christmas. Harry Dunn? Was, um, Harry Dunn. He totally redeemed himself. <laughs> Just what I think you can't get any lower. Right. You go and do something like this. So the last thing I thought was pretty interesting. So they find so Maeve takes Felix to find Bernard, who's blown his brains out, right? Yeah. They bring him back from a, a gunshot to the head from a second centimeter away. Mm-hmm. And Penny Feather is just having a one-person mannequin challenge the whole time. Like, yeah. poor Clementine Penny Feather. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, and you know, you know where I'm going with this, but I'm like, in real time, Maeve, this is your girl. Like, you're not going to unlobotomize your girl. You're, like, having Felix yeah. fix Bernard. This is your girl. And what's great is, at the end, the person who, the, the host who shoots the man in black in the arm is the one and only Clementine Penny Feather, which is fantastic. Right. Well, here's the thing. Unfortunately, she's not the one and only Clementine Pennyfeather because there's that other woman who took over the role of Clementine Pennyfeather rather briefly after she was lobotomized. Well, that's, that's true. Not the one and only, the original Clementine Pennyfeather. The original Clementine um, Pennyfeather. The other one got her throat slashed by Maeve, yeah. and that was cool. But it was good to see Pennyfeather not be lobotomized anymore. I will say that um, props to her for... for <laughs> For winning the man, the one person mannequin challenge for like three weeks in yeah. a row, pretty pretty impressive. P.S. Mannequin challenge. I still hate you. Hashtag I hate you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I, I my last line of the night really is I'm pumped for season two. Understatement of the night, but I, I don't think they're going to screw if, if they screw this franchise up. I do not think it's going to be in season two based on the strength of last night's episode or you know the last episode of the night. Yeah, I, I would agree, and I think maybe part of me talking is uh, sour grapes on True Detective Season 2. Um, we also podcasted that, and um, if anybody has listened to both seasons, and our friend in Virginia has at least subconsciously listened to both seasons. You know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, you know if you're talking about you. Uh, he will know that I was... Bitterly disappointed in season two of True Detective and was much more low on it than I believe you were. Um, so maybe I'm just looking at season two 
because I came up so hyped off of season one of True Detective. I'm a little nervous to let it happen yeah, again. I don't know. However, I don't know a guy who liked season one of True Detective more than you, and I don't know a guy who likes season two less than you. Yeah, and I know a few guys and gals. You know, you know, you know a few guys. But here's the good news, bad news. Like, good news, bad news. Uh, season two doesn't look like it's going to be here until 2018. Ooh, where'd you get that from? Reddit. Um, no. <laughs> I read it in because, a book. And, uh, and I can't remember where I got it from, but you I think you've referenced a few times this season that you thought they had been picked up already for five or six seasons. Um, I think I've been reading that they hadn't been. Ooh. Um, but season two is officially announced, but I, I, I thought I saw that they're not expecting it until 2018. Okay, but so, when you think about that, though, when you, think, all right, when you think about that, now that means it might not come back next fall, but... It means probably next when next January, January, February, right? January, February. Which you are a Game of Thrones fan. I am not. Uh, it's something probably you're used to. A weight you're not unused to. Correct. Yeah, and it also what, they, what they've done seasons. with Game of Thrones over the last three or four years, they've pushed it progressively further and further back. So it hasn't been a twelve. It's been more than a twelve month wait for the last few years. Okay. And now what I also know is there's only about thirteen episodes of Thrones left, but they plan on doing it over two years. So it's going to be an abridged season both times through, which is probably one of the reasons they're pushing this thing back into January yeah, okay. is to go January to whatever and then have a half, basically a half season of Thrones run towards, towards the beginning of the summer next year. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and I could be wrong. I don't want to, like, before you get kicked off of Facebook for being a fake news site, um, <laughs> I, 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 could, I could be wrong. I, but I, I, I thought I saw it too. I will tell you what, though. If, 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 if you and our, and our, and our, our super user in Ashburn, Virginia, are the reason that Facebook takes enough notice of the filibuster freestyle to ban us as a fake news outlet, I will take that yeah. any day of the week. Yeah. I think, I think our friend from uh, – listen, whoever it is in – what's the name of the city in Virginia? Ashburn, Virginia. Ashburn, Virginia. If you have the dedication to listen to 150 episodes of a 142-episode show, you should – have liked the filibuster freestyle on Facebook already. Uh, you need to take your story to the public. You need to let yeah, who, everybody know. Yeah. Did you fall asleep? You. Did you leave your phone on? Did you? Did you? Did, yeah. you, did you leave your computer on mute and not realize it's been on the whole time? Like, right. please get, please write in to me at Gavin Viano on Twitter. Hit us up on the freestyle Facebook page. Let us know your story. Great call, Andrew. That's a good point there. By the way, speaking of great calls, our buddy Curtis Fingers. Finished the Big 12 regular season at 10-9, and nine, but 5-1, and one, choosing over-unders, which means maybe Curtis Fingers has something going on the over-unders. I think Curtis Fingers has found his, his wheelhouse. Wheelhouse! Oh, oh my God, burying the lead. Drilling Threes is going to play a show. Yes, yes, you put this uh, on Facebook, and I wanted to hear, I want to hear the details. Also, rumors have it that it might be Facebook live-streamed. There's, 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 there's a possibility... That either we're going to live stream the actual show live from some bar that in, in Springfield that Roscoe P booked at us, uh, okay. or we're going to do an acoustic show from Roscoe P's uh, man cave before and or after our show, so that the people around the world can can have a version of the show. What we hope to do is just to do it all in one one fell swoop. But if the sound sucks or something, then we're going to maybe do a little yeah. little intimate jammy jam instead. Okay. Either well, way. A couple of firsts. One, yeah. Roscoe P. in the 15-year history of Drilling Threes has now booked, I believe, his first show ever. Yes. Congratulations, Roscoe P. Number two, we are potentially going 
to Facebook Live, the first Real and Three show ever. Yeah, yeah. And number three, <laughs> um, I don't actually have a number three. It's just we were called Drilling Threes, and I was trying to make it symbolic. But anyway, can't wait. Going to be in Springfield. It's going to be awesome. Thanks, everybody, for who hasn't seen us in a while. Oh, I know what it was. It's our 15th anniversary show. 15 years. Yeah. 15 big years from, from Drilling Threes. Uh, having been there for the beginning of it, you know, I certainly haven't been to every show, but I've been to a lot of Drilling Threes hey, shows. I haven't been to every show. And I've been there here. since the beginning. Yeah. Um, what a great 15-year ride that, that it has been, being a fan and seeing your show in different venues and basically being violently accosted when I performed alongside <laughs> you guys um, at a certain venue. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that, that um, was a tough night. Yeah, yeah. As, as a Drilling 3 super fan, very excited to hear the news. And I, I would like to say, Gavin, here's what I think you're going to want to do. Yep. Okay? I think in a second you're going to want to end the show, but not officially end the show, okay? Okay. Just get GarageBand ready. Yep. Or whatever your editing software is, shout out to that fake sponsor of the week. Yep. Um, I'm ready. End the show, but don't play the theme song, and then... Maybe we have a quick story that we can decide makes the show or not. Huh. Okay. Let's. We're not going to be able. We're not, like a 99% chance of making the show. All right. You I know just, what? Just be careful because we don't have editing capabilities. We're just going to put it up. So. Okay. Here we go. Actually, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Yeah. I'm going to play the theme song. And after, okay. and after the theme song says, check it out now, brother, stick around. We'll do the post show and then check it out now, brother, which would be filibusterfreestyle.com. Good enough? Yes. So this is the first ever bonus show that we're announcing and doing this. Credits first. All right. I'm really, really interested to see what you're going to say next. Funny every time. All right, so here now everybody, you're on the bonus show. Hi, the yeah. women and children, potentially. What's going on? Welcome what story do you want to show. tell? Welcome to the after show. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like 99% sure this is this is podcast okay. So Okay. Uh, when we were in college, we, we've talked about, have we even shared the name of our television show in college before on the podcast? No, it was the, it was, uh, it was the, a, the ASS Bakery. Yes, and it was taken. So, from, it was taken from a John Stewart joke on the Daily Show way back in like the year two thousand one. Yeah, um, and there um, there weren't you know any asses on the show except for the three asses who hosted it: uh, myself, yourself, and and Chris Orozco. But there was one episode, uh, maybe in season one, that was my twenty first birthday episode. Yes. Um, and as probably I would imagine a fair amount of listeners' twenty first birthdays went. My participation in the episode lasted real strong until about 10.45 at night, right. at which I passed out, and um, Gavin who took over the, the ending part of the, of the 21st birthday episode. That's true. And, and him, the idea of him Facebooking live a post-show, <laughs> one-on-one camera show brings me back to this, because the episode literally ends with what I believe is... 45 minutes of one Gavin Viano singing songs into a camera, alternately <laughs> placing himself as different characters, and then just going back 
two singing. The so only you can face by Facebook Live, something like that, fifteen years later. Listeners, it is well worth So what you're in. saying is we should probably just Facebook Live from the venue itself. Yes. I will say my favorite part of that entire thing, besides the parts that you were a part of because it was your birthday, was the great Roscoe Pete was actually had to work the next day. Yeah. So he was stone cold sober watching TV when we got home. And I yes. was I was of course lit up like New Year's Eve. So there's a scene where I actually put the TV kind of on like sorry, the, the camera on top of the old tube TV and it was yeah. facing Chris and you know Roscoe P and I. And it's me singing Panama bum, 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 <laughs> and he with a stone cold straight face watching television. And I'm trying to get him to laugh, and he won't laugh because you know what happens when when you're sober and someone else is not. They are not yeah. as funny as they think they are. And that's right. the lesson right. there. And that's the Absolutely. lesson there, folks. That's the lesson there. All right. Well, that was actually pretty impressive uh, bonus material there. I I uh, did not see that one coming, but let's hope the Facebook Live goes a little better than that VHS camcorder did back in the year, I believe, yeah. oh, 2001, perhaps. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Thanks for being a part of this thing. I will hold on for a second. We'll catch up. But uh, I hope everybody enjoyed season one of Westworld as much as we did. Filibuster Freestyle. Check it out now, brother. Just saying.